Welcome to Ask the Expert, an award-winning daily series from 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. to help small businesses. If you have any questions, ask them in the comments of the live feed. If you need any more advice, please feel free to join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accountants and business experts like me are on hand 24-7 to help you. During the live session, we'll be running a poll, so please do engage and I will reveal the answer at the end. So let me start off by telling you who I am. My name is Simon Squibb. I am an entrepreneur. I started 19 companies and invested in 70 startups. I am someone that has had a, a, an international career. I've lived in Hong Kong, Thailand. I've spent time in the US and presently I live in London. And I like to help people start and grow businesses. One of the things that I have become an expert in is branding and marketing. I used to own a brand and marketing agency called Fluid, which I sold recently to PricewaterhouseCoopers. So I know a lot about branding. And today I'm going to share with you my thoughts and insights as to whether or not you should build a personal brand and whether or not you should think about a personal brand or a company brand and perhaps what the differences, pros and cons wise could be for building each of those different types of branding. So first of all, let's just frame up a little bit why I think branding is so important. I think without branding, a lot of people, I say build a business, uh, they should build a brand, not a business. If you just build a business and don't have brand at the core of the value of the business, then quite often over time, you end up having a race to the bottom on price. And brand can separate you from everybody else. It can set the standout for how you are perceived in the market when it comes to explaining what you do and what your services are without you even having to explain it. Now, we, of course, all know brands like Nike, for example, that are exceptional at this. And Nike, in the end, is just a shoe. It's a shoe that probably anyone could make. And they've got so many designs, they're not even distinguished by their designs. And their designs are quite often very similar to everybody else out there on the market. And very rarely is the shoe design itself any different from any other shoe. The actual production often is in the same factories as the other businesses. So why can they get away with a premium? Well, we all know that it's because of that tick, right? It's all because of that, that, that brand. But why? And how do they actually leverage that brand to make sure that you understand their values without them having to give you a 50-page document to explain it? Now, I think one of the ways to look at brand is to look at it through the eyes of, of perhaps how present success and failures work. So the first question you want to ask yourself as a business owner is, does your company presently have a brand? And if it does, is the brand very clearly defined? Are your values clear? What you do and how you do it, but why you do it, your purpose as a business. I think purpose-driven brands are some of the most powerful. Again, referring back to Nike, we all know that Nike have taken political stances on things. They have an opinion on the world. They support controversial things, even if perhaps on paper, it sounds by supporting a controversial thing, you would lose market share. For example, a lot of these big sports brands support football teams. And sometimes the football team supporters are so loyal to their football team, they literally will not work or buy any products that the other teams have sponsors for. 
And this is something to consider when you're endorsing a football club or you're endorsing any organizational person that will always come as a brand perspective with its negative, which is people have strong loyalty to certain things. So if you support a certain thing, the opposite will probably not support you. And that's the interesting thing about brand placement. You have to know yourself. You have to know what you are as a brand. And if you do, then you're going to be confident in supporting what matters to you. Now, there are really two approaches when it comes to building out brand for a company. And actually, the two approaches have a lot of similarity, but they're very, very, very different. Now, one approach is personal brand. And in a nutshell, personal brand is about identifying maybe the person in the company that represents the business and they represent the company brand. A good example of this would be Steve Jobs and uh, how he built Apple. It was always about Steve Jobs and his story. His personal story of being kicked out of Apple is even part of the Apple brand's message. The rebel, the standing up to the corporates, even his own corporate, that like we are different. Just like the 1984 ad that Apple did against IBM, you know, fight the system. Steve Jobs himself was someone who represented that battle to fight the system. He did fight the system in his own company, and some would argue he won. And, and the end result is that you have a very strong personal brand that can support a company brand. Now, I guess the question is, should you do a personal brand or should you do a company brand? And here are the two strategies to think about as to whether or not it might overlay with your business in the appropriate way. With a personal brand, the strengths of a personal brand are quite often it's easy to distinguish what a personal brand makeup is because in my case, for example, I, I consider myself having a personal brand. I know who I am. I don't need to write up pages of definition of what my moral code is and what I stand for, what I care about, what I believe. These are all natural within me. And the trick on personal brand is being authentic in my view. And you have to just bring those things out. You have to know yourself. And therefore, once you're building out your personal brand and you know yourself, it's very easy then to be involved in things that matter to you, for you to then build out that personal brand persona. And a lot of the time when you have a personal brand, you can uh, make very personal connections as you'd expect. Now, there are some downsides to personal brand, and I'm going to talk about them in a minute. And they're very important things to understand because personal brand downsides, if you're not careful, can, can really outweigh the ups upside of, of running a personal brand. Now, the other type of brand uh, is, is the corporation uh, brand, the company brand. Now, personally, for the first 15 years of my career, I always focused on the company brand, not, not my personal brand. And, and, and there's lots of reasons for that, which again, I'll explain in a minute in the, in the pros and cons of, of, of branding uh, personal versus company. But on the company brand side, the interesting thing is that you, uh, you have to work a lot harder to, at the beginning to build a company brand because it requires you to define something that isn't necessarily you, it is the company. What does the company stand for? What does the company believe? What is the company's mission? What is the company's purpose? And sometimes the company's purpose can be different to yours, the company's purpose may well be um, quite different to yours, depending on the on the function of the business. But you need to spend time building it. Now, a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that brand is a logo. That is nothing. That is nothing to well. It is something to do with it, but it is not 
the core piece. The core piece is literally the DNA of the business. What, what, what matters to, to you and therefore will matter to the people that work in the company. And the two strategies are very different, as I said, personal brand and, and company brand. Company brand examples that I think have done it quite well. Again, interestingly enough, Apple, um, since Steve Jobs left, they've still managed to keep uh, the Apple brand front and center, but that was thanks to him. I think a standalone brand that's done it that didn't have a founder-led uh, injection of, of DNA is someone like Canon. And Canon are really interesting, because what Canon do, you know, I bet you can't name the person who actually runs Canon. I bet you don't know the person who came up with the Canon products, right? And, and, that, and that's a very different strategy to Apple, who we all feel like we say, Apple, we know who's behind it, right? Wozniak, we know it's Steve Jobs, and, and we know all the people in the company today even. But actually, someone like Canon, you know, who, who's behind it? But they have incredibly successful products, incredibly successful brands. And one of the reasons that they have that is because they leverage other people's brands. So Canon cameras, for example, they work with people like Peter McKinnon, and they work with all these high-profile celebrity photographers, and that leads them to have a uh, what we call an extended brand persona. And so Canon themselves, their strategy is not to necessarily have a personal brand driving their company brand, but have a company brand that leverages people's personal brands. And, and here comes in the, the pros and cons of different types of strategies. Now, on a personal brand side, we all know people like Oprah Winfrey that, that has done a fantastic job of building a personal brand. And then, of course, she's launched things like her own TV channel called Own. But I bet, again, you guys listening, you know, Own isn't as famous to you as the Oprah Winfrey brand itself. And, and so, but she has leveraged her personal brand beautifully to then build products that then have a brand of their own. Um, she's got the Own magazine, so you can see she's leveraging her name to make products. But another one, and I, I guess this one is a cautionary st story, is Lance Armstrong. Now, Lance Armstrong, again, you probably all know, uh, depending on um, how old you are, um, but you might all probably know Lance Armstrong. But he, uh, you know, was a seven-time um, winner of the Tour de France. He, uh, it, it was was perceived as one of the, you know, he, he came back from uh, uh, testicle cancer and and survived, you know, survived and had this incredible story. And he built all these businesses and products and even a fantastic charity on top of his brand. And then it was discovered, of course, that he <clears throat> cheated. So that really damaged his personal brand. And that actually affected all of the businesses that he had leveraged his personal brand on. Now, don't let this put you off the personal brand approach. Um, I, I, I still think there's a lot of merit in a personal brand approach. And, and the, 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 there are a couple of other downsides, though, that I would like to share with you on the personal brand approach. Now, the reason I personally built company brands like Fluid, and I was Simon Squibb that runs Fluid, as opposed to Simon, uh, Simon Squibb first and then Fluid, was because of scale. If I am Simon Squibb and I am running the business and I call it Simon Squibb, or even I call it, you know, the, uh, the Simon Thinks Differently Agency Limited, then I'm personally always going to be tied to the business. And very rarely, not always, there are some exceptions, um, but very rarely can you as the founder of the company, the company is named after you, do anything in uh, succession planning other than bring another family member in. So, so there's a real scale problem on the personal side. Now, again, caveat, 
there are always exceptions to this rule. Again, the Kardashians would probably be a good example. You know, they have leveraged their personal name and managed to scale it through TV shows and products. But generally speaking, if you, but I, I also I'm not sure you want the Kardashians' life, right? Everything is centered around them. It's all about them. And, and on a personal level, what I always enjoyed about building a company brand over a personal brand was if I wanted to take a month off and let someone else run the company, I could. Whereas, let's face it, if the Kardashians stop promoting their products, they'd probably have a problem. They stop showing up on social media, then the businesses will likely have a problem. And, and I was always, I was always wanting to avoid that particular, that particular pitfall. The other thing I think about personal brand is, and, and a tip for you is, I, I think the best way around to do it, if you want to build a personal brand, then maybe have a successful business. You know, if 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 you want, if you're an entrepreneur listening right now. You know, sometimes building a company brand can give you a lot of kudos for your personal brand. So I definitely got a lot of fame, I guess, because in the business community anyway, because I built a successful company. In fact, I built a few. I built a company called Fluid. I built a company called Nest. And, and that brand building of those company names gave me, people would always ask, who's behind Fluid? And that would lead to a company brand uh, a, a kudos that I would then personally get. And that led me now to being able to uh, create a personal brand and, and allow me to be able to uh, pitch in uh, my, my, my own abilities on a personal level. So that, that's basically the personal brand stuff versus the company brand stuff. I say pick a side. I'm gonna answer some of your questions now, but I say just as a finalization on this before I answer your questions, you know, pick a side. Do you want company brand or do you want personal brand? And initially stay focused on that mission until that brand is working. That's my advice. A lot of people try to do both. And I think that that will, uh, that will cause you a lot of stress. And, and, and finally, I'll just say before I answer your questions, that uh, the trademark of your personal name and the trademark of your company name is very important. Do not forget to do that. Uh, and it's not expensive in the UK. You can do it yourself online. It's about 200, 250 pounds to do it. And, and that can really save you a lot of pain later. If you build a personal brand or company brand and then have to change it, that can be the change of the name and change the image and change the whole structure. It can be a real pain. I'm surprised how many people don't think about this ahead of time. Um, I am not a lawyer. I'm not selling it as a legal service. But I do know from experience, having built a lot of company brands, and even I trademark my personal brand name, you, you have to do that. So let's move on to some questions. Um, let me just take a sip of water. <clears throat> okay, so Miles on Twitter, how tied should my personal brand be to my business? Or should they be different from each other? So I think I've covered this a little bit in what I was just explaining, Miles, but but it's actually, they tend to be two separate things. So, you know, again, take Oprah Winfrey may have her personal persona. She's outgoing. She talks about anything, you know, it's no holds barred conversations and blah, blah, blah. And she may take this uh, persona of hers into her other businesses um, and, and actually, you know, make her magazine, for example, have the same no holds barred conversation, authentic. But a magazine would be a different model. So there might be, you know, all sorts of different elements where we distribute, who we work with as advertisers, who we don't work with. The magazine may have a different brand persona. And so um, I think generally they're two separate things. 
Again, think about Steve Jobs and Apple. Um, you've got to be a little bit careful with personal brand mixing into the company brand. And of course, there was a point where Steve Jobs, the brand, was toxic for Apple, right? So, I mean, frankly, Bill Gates has got that right now, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, right? It, the bad reputation any one individual may or may not get, and it's your personal opinion whether or not these people have a good or bad reputation, but personal brand affects company. So I think focus on one, Miles. I don't know where you're at in your business, but maybe focus in on one. So um, Sabrina on Facebook, you, your question is, any pro tips for developing a strong and clear brand message for my company? We're entering the skincare and beauty industry with ethical sourcing, uh, but conscious it's a crowded market. Yeah, well, Sabrina, this is a, a very complicated uh, question, actually, because I mean, basically, to have a clear brand message starts with a story, in my my opinion, and an and easily rememberable story. So um, I, I work with uh, Estee Lauder. Uh, they, we, uh, my 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 company actually, we we help them bring products into China. And the thing we used to always start off doing is understanding the origins of the ingredients that they were using. So one of the ingredients in a, in a skincare product came from this island. It was an island they actually owned where they, they cultivated a, a unique, powerful, potent uh, skin replenishing product. And, and so we talked about the island and, and the geographical location of the island and why we thought this particular substance grew so well there and, and how um, the, the air was so fresh. And, and so we basically created a story around the product that a lot of people would then repeat. Did you know the ingredients in this product come from blah, blah, blah. So, so I think story is probably the number one tip I can give you, you know, make it, make it interesting. Again, I think make it authentic and, and make sure that it will resonate uh, with a problem you're solving for other people. Right. So another one that Estee Lauder did is they, they, uh, they had a, a skincare product um, and, I, and basically it, it actually was developed by a guy who was unfortunately scarred by a, um, caught in an oil with fire and he, his skin was quite scarred. And he uh, developed this cream. He was actually a scientist, developed this cream that actually almost completely uh, eradicated the scars on his face. And so that's a powerful story. If you've got marks on your face, and, and, and this person's had that problem and, and, and he had this horrendous, horrendous thing happen to him. And then he solved this problem with this product that's now available for you. Then that, that is a very powerful story that will separate you from the pack and make you, uh, make you, um, make you stand out. So, so I don't know what your story could be, Sabrina, but, but that, that would be my quick advice to you. So uh, Kim on Instagram, so I'm working my way through all the platforms here. Uh, Kim on Instagram, how do you feel about PR or marketing teams at a business managing CEO social accounts? Is this a smart move or does it make it less personal? Yeah, now I see a lot of people that um, have uh, personal brands that have outsourced their social media to, to someone else. And I think something's missing. I personally do my own social media, so I reply to my own comments. I'm live now with you here and on platforms like TikTok and so on. You know, I'm, I go live and it's me and I reply in comments and it's me. And I, I, I would say uh, for on a personal level, it's more enjoyable for me because I know what's going on. I know what my community need. I know what questions people have. I, I genuinely understand the people that engage with me 
and I, and I can figure out ways to help them. And my mission is to help 10 million people start a business of their own and help anybody out there start and grow a company. So I need to understand what questions people have. I need to understand what people problems people have. And so I need to do it. And, and so, but I understand how, you know, everyone these days feels like, well, our CEO should have social accounts and then the CEO isn't into it. And I say, don't bother going for the CEO that doesn't want, doesn't want to do it themselves. Find someone that's a senior in the organization that does want to represent the brand and give them support and give them help. Um, actually, I would like more help on my social medias. I'm actually right now recruiting for a videographer and an editor. So I'm, you know, I'm always looking for people to help me create content and help me come up with, you know, useful content for people. Um, but I, I will always manage the accounts themselves myself. Same on the PR front. I mean, I'm a big fan of PR. I think it's still a very underrated tool. Most people are still spending money on social media um, when I think they could be spending money on getting PR and then pushing that out on social media. Uh, I, I, I think PR is one of the most underrated communication methods out there. If you've got something interesting to say, you know, write a press release, send it to the media, and that can be bigger coverage than, you know, a 20, 30, 40, 50,000 pound ad. If you get coverage in the right media, then, um, you know, it can be, can be crazy. We, my organization was recently in the Daily Mail. We were running a competition called Be Your Own Boss. Someone could win money and mentorship through our organization. And the Daily Mail article was just phenomenal. It, it really created a lot, a lot of traction. Would I advertise in the Daily Mail personally? I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay for a print ad. Um, I, 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 but I, I don't think people see it. That's why. But people do read these things. Um, and and so, so definitely uh, PR is something. Again, you can have a PR perspective from a company brand point of view. So this is what the company's achieved. The company's raised uh, 100 million. That that will get the company PR. But if the individual has um, done something amazing, then, then the individual can, can also be PR, right? And think about Elon Musk as a good example. You know, Elon Musk, he is a PR machine, really. I mean, that's what he brings to the table. He didn't invent Tesla. Um, he, 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 someone else did. He just came to the table with his, with his system, I guess. Um, so PR is incredibly powerful. But I think personally, you have to be authentic on all of those things. So if you don't have a CEO that can be authentic, um, don't put them out there. That's my view. Um, Isaac on Facebook. I love that so many companies are thinking more about sustainability, but I worry it's a bit of a trend. As a business owner myself, what could we be doing to help shift business culture to make it more radically change when it comes to environmental this is a really good question, actually. Um, I, I would say even myself, I, I would say my year early career, I mean, I started my first business at 15 years old. I didn't think about sustainability. I thought about survival. I thought about paying the bills. I thought about um, making sure um, the company worked. And, and I've, I was very selfish. Um, and I think a lot of business owners, we, we have no choice but to be that way. I think sustainability is, is interesting because I would have said, you know, 10 years ago in my career, I would have said sustainability comes once you're sustainable yourself. Um, but I'm, I'm, I've changed my mind on that. I think, I think that you, if you want to be successful in business, I think building, if you're starting a company today, build it with sustainability at the core. Like I was saying earlier, one of your brand values, I think it could make tremendous difference to things like recruitment, uh, internal morale, and 
and this is, by the way, another very important part of a brand. People want to be proud of the company they work for. Uh, people want to know what the company stands for. So, um, so I think with all my heart that, you know, corporate responsibility and sustainability should be part of what you do. The reason I'm doing what I'm doing today is, is to help people start and grow a business because there's so many people out there that can't find a job or were expecting a job and now don't have one because of coronavirus or furloughed and, and might not have a job at the end of that. And so, you know, to me, sustainability starts with people having something they love to do every day and, and an income to feed themselves. So that's my my interpretation of sustainability. And that is a core value in my business. So I think also the other thing about the word sustainability, which you're asking about here, it comes in my view in many different forms. I don't make any products. I've been asked many times to do merchandise. I've been asked many times to sell merchandise. I could make money selling merchandise. But I I do feel like we don't need more caps in the world, right? We, we don't need more uh, necessarily more T-shirts in the world. Um, and, and so, you know, there, there is a part of me that feels like, yes, I can make money from that, but it doesn't jive with my feeling around sustainability. So I don't, I don't produce those things. I've actually written a book, uh, which I haven't even printed, because, and I want to from an ego perspective. You know, I spent a lot of time on this book. I, you know, I like the idea of holding it and, and, and giving it to my friends and being proud of a, a physical book. But there's something that stopped me printing it. And again, maybe it's that sustainability piece. But I guess my, my feeling is that any business that doesn't build sustainability into it going forward, uh, Isaac, um, will, will not survive, actually, um, themselves. They will not be sustainable. Um, if you think about how the, all the oil companies are all going, you know, they're not sustainable businesses um, if they're not if they're not sustainable businesses, um, that could be a T-shirt, couldn't it? Uh, but I, I feel like that 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 is I think it's going to happen. But you bringing it up so that we can talk about it in a forum like this is brilliant, Isaac. I think that sometimes um, sustainability uh, it, it, it needs to be talked about more. That's all. And I think instead of it scaring people, because to a business owner, and I don't know if you guys listening agree with this, I'd be interested if you know give me a thumbs up if you agree with this. Sometimes when you hear sustainability, you think cost. You think that's going to cost me more money. To be sustainable costs me more money. And of course it doesn't. And that's the barrier I think we need to break down. That's the thing we need we need to fix. So Harry on Twitter. Um, I've, I've got a few minutes left here, folks. So feel free to drop questions. Harry on Twitter. Um, as a business leader, I haven't spent much time building my profile outside of my industry. What is the value in doing so? How do you find the time? Okay, Harry, if you enjoy... Um, building a brand, then you'll find the time. Um, time, people, when people say they don't have time, what they really mean is I don't really like doing that. Um, because if you always find time to do what you love. And then as a business leader, building your profile, I would say sometimes building a personal brand is, is, is a distraction. Build the business is, is a good idea. And I, and I think um, the value of building a personal brand is what I'm noticing um, is a lot of people that are, let's say, CEOs of companies, they haven't built a personal brand. A lot of businesses today don't see them as valuable, as valuable. What do they stand for? What are they about? Imagine if you meet someone and they're not on Instagram. You know, it's a bit weird, right? You'd be like, what's wrong with this person? What are they hiding? Now, I know that's, I actually don't agree with that, that, that mindset, but I know it to be true from a lot of my friends who are dating. You know, if someone's not visible, then then they well, what what are they hiding or what don't they stand for? What are they not saying? And so, but I think building outside of the industry depends on your agenda, doesn't it? Do you one day want to work outside the industry? Do you want what's the agenda? So know your agenda, I think, is key, right? So um, 
Um, I think we're time up, folks. So uh, I, I will um, quickly just read the, this question from Lena on Instagram. Why do I need a personal brand? Surely most people within my sector will be aware of who I am. From my experience, a bit, uh, a bit so I do PR and public speaking. Okay, Lena, um, basically you need a personal brand. Uh, you don't need a personal brand. If you're happy as you are, then great. I think a personal brand will just sometimes add value to your your proposition as a as a business person. A lot of people today, if you want to go and be a PR person for a company and you don't know how to PR yourself properly, then then sometimes that can deter people. Um, of course, you can have case studies of what you've achieved, but people might think it's the company, not you. And I think having a personal brand is an asset. It literally is an asset. You know, I, I, I'm lucky enough to have you know, 350,000 followers on TikTok. And, and, and I see that as a community of people that know me, I know them, we interact, we help each other out, we share stuff, you know, and, and I value that community and that community values me. And, and that to me is personal brand. It's not, it's not about, it's not just about what I get from it. By building a personal brand, people know what they can get from me. And that, that's part of why I think building a personal brand is, is quite a good idea, uh, Alina. Um, so um, that, uh, so the, basically, I've run out of time now for this broadcast. So let me just uh, wrap up. Um, the poll results are in. We were asked, what should you focus on? Your company brand or your personal brand? Wow. 100% uh, of you said personal brand. I'm not sure that's what I was saying today. I actually think company brand has a lot of value. You can exit a company brand a lot easier. Uh, and you can build out a company brand and scale it in some respects a lot easier than a personal brand because you can get other people in to run a company brand. Personal brand will always be you. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about that poll result. Um, please don't overlook building a company brand. I would actually argue build company brand first and personal brand second. Um, but anyway, interesting to get that result. And so um, I want to thank you all for tuning in this morning. I hope you found my talk uh, interesting. I'd love to hear from you if you did. If you want to get in touch with me, you can through my website, simonsquib.com. You can also check out my podcast where I interview the world's most successful entrepreneurs at purposefulproject.com. Coming up on Ask the Expert tomorrow is Keetang Makwani, who was actually on my podcast show recently. He's a fantastic individual, business strategist and CEO of Enterprise Lab. Tune in to learn how to understand customer attitudes and behaviors better. There is no better person to teach you that than Kitan. And a reminder that if you need any more advice, join the official Intuitive QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook um, for accounts and business experts on hand 24-7. And of course, feel free to join me on my social medias where I also try to help you. I've really enjoyed answering your questions this morning and have a great day.